Hey yo, hey yo. Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. Salutations, beautiful people. You are now tuned in to the Minority Report. I am your host, Dre E. The Minority Report podcast is the dopest podcast on the planet where we tend to focus on issues, problems, great things, bad things affecting all minorities across the world. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, yo, yo, what's up? What's going on, y'all? This is Dre E, and this is the Minority Report, episode number 24. We in the building. Um, I hope everyone out there is doing great and fine. I heard. I hope you guys had a good week. Um, yo, special episode, man, episode number 24. <laughs> I, got a, um, I got a special guest in the building, man. It's my guy, Joe, from A Cup of Joe with Dre, one of the co-hosts on A Cup of, Cup of Joe with Dre. If you guys are not following that podcast, again, A Cup of Joe with Dre on all streaming platforms. That's Spotify, that's Google, that's um, Apple Podcasts, of course, um, Stitcher, uh, Google Play. It's on everything. Um, matter of fact, someone sent me something today from listening to it on some something I even never even heard of before. But um, A Cup of Joe with Dre, man, I got Joe in the building. What's up, Joe? What's up, baby? Look, man, I feel honored. You hey, know what man. I mean? I ain't hey, been we, on this side of the hey, tracks. Hey, so we here now, brother. Hey, we here. We gonna talk about some things, brother. I'm gonna try to behave myself hey, over man. here, man. Hey, no, no, you good, man. Hey, do what you do, man. We 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 want to see Joe, man. We want to yeah. get to know Joe, man. So, Joe, man, um, what's up with you, man? How how you been doing, man? I'm good, Brody. I'm good, man. That's you good, know, man. You know, we just shot episode on the other platform yes sir and, uh, yes sir you know I, I'm, I'm surprised i wasn't ready you, i don't you know I, me, I, I didn't even let you know, you know it was <laughs> that like, was for that q a with dre this the payback yeah, i didn't know i was gonna get some action over hey here, yeah man. yeah this the payback but, man <laughs> but definitely man I, I love the platform man Shit, i mean this man. is like you know real talk you 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 inspired something that was behind me okay and that was already inside of me and i've been wanting to do for like eight eight you know, 10, 8 years. Oh, that's love, man. You know, and it's because of Minority Report. Man, I appreciate you know, that, man. What you do for the people. And yes, I appreciate that. Down, so. No, I appreciate that for real, but fuck, we ain't talking about me, man. Nah, fuck me man. right now. We we gonna, we, gonna, we gonna talk about you, brother. Yeah. So, man, um, as you just mentioned, um, a cup of Joe with Dre, man. Um, tell me about it, man. What, what's that podcast about? What is, what is that podcast? Yeah, just, first of all, yeah, yeah, just tell me what that podcast is about. Tell so, me that first. So, uh, I mean, for the listeners that, that don't know, um, A Cup of Joe with Dre was just something that just came about me and Dre. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking about, like, doing a podcast and figuring, like, what's that going to sound like? What's that going to look like? Okay. And it was funny because, like, when I talked about you, Dre, mm-hmm. I didn't link up with you because you had a podcast. Right. I linked up with you because, like, I was thinking about, like, all my friends that are in the area who that I could link up with that I feel like is going to be real. Right. It's going to be transparent. Right. Who's not going to hold back. Who's going to get deep into, like, um, life. Right. You know? Right. And so 
And then when I thought like, you know, I can have a just a simple conversation and put it out there and invite my friends from all over the country right. to hear me talk to my homeboy. Right, there you go, man. So I was like, me and Dre had been, you know, been separated for some months, so we got plenty to talk about. Right, and I said, the man is smart, he's articulate, he, he can cross different boundaries. Okay. So anything that can hit our plate, we can knock it out the park. There you so go, man. That's where Cup of Joe or Dre came from, and it just like, you know, it's, it's ballooned and it's success, and you know, it, it's because like when you're working with somebody that you respect, mm -hmm. that's your boy, that's your brother, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It was just instant, so yeah. That's what's up, man. Um, so how many episodes y'all in now? Uh, well, how many episodes are we in now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just shot the fourth one, mm -hmm. um, plus the pilot. I mean, I guess you could call that fifth, but that was only like 20, right. 20 minutes or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, we're on episode four. Mm -hmm. It just dropped. It, it will drop, well, it'll drop, you know, here shortly. But yeah. yeah, man. That's good, man. So, um, a couple of Joe and Dre, man. Um, so, questions, 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 bro. Um, you, uh, so you came to me, man, with the idea, like you just yeah. stated, that, hey, man, you know, I'm thinking about doing this podcast, and I'm just like, yo, whatever you want to do, man, because for me, man, I mean, especially for my homies, man, my, um, the ones I love, man, the, my loved ones, man, I'm going to do any and everything I can to, even if it was without me, like, you come to me like, hey, Dre, this is what I'm thinking about. If it's something that I know about, I'm going to extend that uh, olive branch every time, man. So the thing is, man, so I guess the question I want to ask you from the pilot, to now, episode number four, really technically, like you just said, five episodes in, what's the biggest difference you've noticed from the pilot till now, episode number five? I'm mean, four. Episode number four, but the yeah, fifth uh, installment. Fifth you know what, what is really crazy? I don't know if I really see a difference. Mm -hmm. the, the thing about it is, is that, again, I, I treat business and money with respect. Correct. So I'm just not going to go into business or handle anything with somebody I can't trust. Facts. Especially something that I, I'm passionate about and losing. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even know I was going to be as passionate as I, I am about it until we did it. Right. And until I heard it. Right. And I said, man, this is something. But, like, I don't know if there's anything because it's like from, from jump. Mm-hmm. It was just like, look, we in this plane, we jumping out this there you go. <laughs> That's my That was my whole approach to it. Like, fuck it, yeah, let's go. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, I mean, you, when you deal with two dudes who are stand-up guys, right. but have been through the gutter. Right, right. Like, two motherfuckers that have been through the gutter. Right. Like, you can, it's like, what do we got to lose? Yeah, there you go, what man. If, like, who, what, what, what's, what's, you going to tell me I'm not shit? Well, right. look, you've been beat by that. <laughs> right, That's right. been years. Right, right. Like, somebody beat you that. Most, I, most I, definitely. Like, middle school, most you know, definitely. high school. Yes, sir. Like, you know, or somebody saying, I don't like the way y'all sound. Man, people been telling yeah, me, you know, sure. or, you know, I don't think we're your, so, you know. Yeah. It was like, I don't I don't think anything, man, because, like, from, from that first episode that we hit, go. Mm-hmm. And it I'm not going to say I knew it it was going to start doing like it did, mm -hmm. but I knew it felt right. Yeah, there you go. As soon as I started talking to you and we started having a conversation, I knew I did it with the right person. Right. And I feel the same way, man, because, like, when you told me, you know, you, you wanted to do the podcast, of course, like I said, I was in there, man. You came in with the idea. I was like, well, fuck it, man. I mean, let's do it. Um, now, for myself, man, I mean, I had... 
I had experience. I have experience doing podcasts and everything. So I was kind of curious to know, like, how you would do on the platform. You know what I mean? Because what people don't understand is, and a lot of people don't understand this, is people think that, you know, just doing a podcast is doing a podcast. I mean, just it's just yeah. like having a conversation with your homies in your living room. It's not like that. But when it is like that, then you know that there's something special like that. I mean, you know that there's spe- something special there. When you can have a conversation on a platform and it could feel like you just in your living room shooting the shit with your homie, that's when you know you, you got magic there. You know what I mean? So when we recorded that pilot, it was like, yo, we, 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 and we recorded that shit at a neutral location, you know? Yeah, it yeah. wasn't at my spot, it wasn't at Cho's spot, it was at a neutral location. And in my opinion, man, we hit that shit out the park, you know what I mean? And then so when I, when I, when I, I think I, yeah, I left, I left that later on that day after, um, after you and I recorded it, you know, you know, I edited all that good shit, whatever. And then, you know, on my, on my drive home, man, I, I, you know, I put that shit on, man, let me, let me, let me hear what this sound like, you know what I mean? And... I'm not gonna lie, man. I I knew we had something, but five episodes later, bro, it was like it, it's five episodes yeah. later. Now it's like no, no, like I'm the type. I've always been that type of person, man. I'm, I'm gonna let this shit speak for itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna be like, yo, this, that, and the third. Like, yo, this, this, go, nah, man. Like this stuff is gonna speak for itself. So I'm like, I'm. 24 episodes in on the Minority Report, yeah. man. And I'm not going to sit up. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, the response from Of Cup of Joe with Dre has been far more better than my response from the Minority Report when I first started that. Yeah. And that in itself lets me know, like, hey, man, we're, we're trajecting. We're, we're projecting and trajecting, whatever the word is, in the right direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we're, 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 we've taken off. We're, we haven't, we're not going to take off. We've taken off. And... The fucking possibilities is endless, bro. So um, that's how I felt, man. And like I said, like, but like once, once, once we, once we recorded that first that pilot episode, I was like, all my concerns or worries or thoughts about like how is Joe going to do, yeah. um, because he's never done this before. That shit was like completely dismantled, and and my shit just like your shit was. Had it not been so damn late, we would have. And, and my daughter wasn't crazy acting up. <laughs> um, we would have recorded a few. In that moment, so that's how I felt about well, that. I, I think also too, though, is is like the the trajectory of it was is that what helped us is that you were seasoned, right? So it was just like you were seasoned, and I just didn't care, right? <laughs> and, like, no, so and that's the yeah, you being seasoned, right? I had already prepared my mind mm-hmm. to like Dre knows what he's doing, right? So what I need to do, right, is be myself. There you go, man. I don't need to overthink this. Nope. <laughs> I don't need to. And that's if the he right mindset. The question, just answer it. Right, that's the right mindset to have, man. And so, like, I I knew we were on to something special, is because I let somebody hear it, mm-hmm. and I held on to it for a little bit. Right, right. We both did, yeah. And I let somebody hear it, and it was like, you could tell y'all are boys, right? And I said, and I told them, you know, and it's like I tell everybody else. We have to stop mm-hmm. the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Because right. if we don't, right. we could go into three, four hours, <laughs> right? And, and it still be listenable, right? 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 Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, dang, they got like a whole, right. right? You know what I mean? Like, and and that was the thing. And it, 
like I said, they exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. because when I listen to us, mm-hmm. and really I'm not the type of person that likes to hear my own voice. Right. Me neither. But when I listen to us, I feel like I'm listening to a converse, like I'm listening to our conversation. Right. So like I don't feel like it's me that I'm listening right. to. I feel like I'm listening to a conversation the two dudes right. that have been knowing each other forever. Right. And have a conversation and they and they're just talking about life. Most definitely, man. So um as far as a couple of Joe with Dre, man, like um what are, what are, what are you, what are what are some of your short term goals as far as that is concerned? Like what what, what do you want to see? Let's just say by the end of the year, what what do you want to what do you want that to look like as far as a couple of Joe with Dre? Um, you know, it, it well, like I said, the, when I first started it, and me and you had talked about it, it mm-hmm. was going to be about we were kind of gearing it towards men's relationships. Right? Correct, right. And so as we started thinking about it, and we mm-hmm. started doing it, mm-hmm. I was just like, "Damn, I don't." I don't want to pigeonhole this. Right, there you go. Right. I, don't, I was like, hearing you talk, I said, man, I already knew Dre had layers, but Dre's mm-hmm. got so many layers. Right. Like, why should I just say, this is this? Right, right. And where I see it now, well, for by 2021, mm-hmm. like, what I see us now is, mm-hmm. And not, it's not about numbers, right. but it, it's about all of the great topics, situations, and ideas that we're going to get ourselves into. All right, man. So um, we're back. Um, <laughs> brief, <laughs> brief intermission. Um, so you was telling me about your, uh, the short, your short-term goals for this podcast and, you know, where you wanted to see this um, be by 2021, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and again, it, I, I, it wasn't based upon numbers, but it was it was based upon, like, what topics we were going to hit. Okay. Um, you know, because, again, there's so much going on in the world, and, and as much as I don't, I don't want it to be, that, that podcast to be heavy. Right. At the same token, I want it to be real, and if like, like this one, nah, I'm just <laughs> I mean, yeah, nah, I mean, yours is just real talk. Yeah, yeah. No so doubt. you know what I mean. Yeah. You, you automatically are going in there, right? And like with the mission, there, there's a mission and there's a agenda yes, that needs to be accomplished. And, yes, sir. You know, and your listeners know that. Yes, sir. And so, um, I wanted the other podcast to be about Dre and Joe's life. Okay. And what Dre and Joe is going through on that day. Okay. Or that week or that month. I wanted to be like transparent and real mm-hmm. and just like upfront. Okay. So it was just nothing scripted. So I mean, if anything by 2020, I want people to know somewhat who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also us learning more about us. So. There you go, man. That'll work. Yeah. So speaking of us learning more about us, we about to get into all of your business. Bro. Oh man, here it is. So here, here we go, man. So um, uh, let's go, man. Um, first things first, man. Where you from, man? Where were you born at, bro? Oh man, so I was born in the District of Columbia, Washington D.C. D.C. Chocolate City. What up, y'all? Yeah, Chocolate City, formerly the Redskins or the former Redskins. Yeah, f- formal racial slurs. Yes, yes. Them. <laughs> 
fucking Dan Snyder, man. <laughs> guy's a fucking doof. Yeah, but, man. Um, so I was uh, born in D.C. Okay. Um, I lived in D.C. till I was about like seven. Okay. And my father, he he was in the military, and that's why I was born in uh, D.C. in Walter Reed Hospital. Okay. We moved to uh, Texas, and uh, we the moved. great state. Yeah, and my mom, she's from a uh, she's from Jasper Beaumont. Okay. Um, my dad, he's from a small town in Texas called Marquet, Jewett. Okay. It's got like 400 people, no lie. And, wow. And um, they wanted to be back close to home, so we moved to Colleen. Okay, man. You know, I had some stops other places, but I'm, I'm a Colleenite. Okay, Colleen, man. Um, Colleen, man. So what's the what's the biggest difference you, you've seen between Colleen and D.C.? I mean, I was really young in D.C., but like... So Colleen, well, when I first got to Colleen, Colleen was, Colleen was nothing like Colleen is now. Well, for Colleen, sure. Colleen for was sure. nothing like I, it was in high school. Matter of fact, Colleen was more, uh, when they were building the area that I moved into Colleen, because we mm-hmm. were like one of the first houses, it, it, I mean, what? D.C.'s black. Right, It's right. black as hell. I'm right, not, I right, can't right, even, yeah. I, yeah, it's, yeah. it's black. Yeah. Chocolate like, City, a.k.a. Chocolate City. I... Being, even though I was young, I remember there was three white kids in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. in the whole neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was black or they was, like, Hispanic, mm-hmm. you know? Matter of fact, I, you know, Spanish was my first language. Right. You know, my babysitters were Hispanic. So right. That's all I knew. But when I came to Colleen, there, there was more people of different nationalities, mm-hmm. you know? And it was mm-hmm. my first time being around, like, a lot of white people. Right. Honestly. So. Right. So man, with that being said, so you're you're from Colleen. Um, yeah. what's, what's that neighborhood that um, you're from in Colleen? Willow Willow Springs. Shout out to Willow so. Springs, man. So, growing up in Colleen, bro, um, what was that like, man? What what, what was that like for you? So, Co- Colleen's different than what it was. So when I first came to Colleen, mm-hmm. and anybody that's from Colleen would know, and you know, mm-hmm. what what does Colleen stand for? Kill each and every. Nigga. So I, I don't even have to explain that to this dude. <laughs> right. He automatically said it without me having to say it or put a chalkboard for him to say it. He knew what it was. Right. And so we moved on post, and when we we, we didn't have housing at first for post, and my parents didn't have a lot of money, so right. we stayed in a one-bedroom apartment. Okay. And my parents would sneak us in in the morning and sneak us out of the night, and so it was... Me, my brother, and my sister, and my mother, and me and my brother and sister slept on a fold-out couch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got house base, and then we moved off base because my parents finally afforded to buy a house. And then for the first time ever in my life, I heard the word nigger. Mm. Now, I didn't hear nigger. Nigger was something that was said like right. at every family gathering. Right, right. It was said in my, my term grandmother. Of, term of endearment. Yeah, my father said it, you know. My my like I say it, um, my grandmother said it. Everybody, but it was the first time I heard the word nigger, mm-hmm. and um, it was rough at those times. Mm-hmm. And later on, Colleen became a different place, but mm-hmm. it was it was different. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, it's it's crazy, man, because from elementary school to middle school, it really seemed that I mean, it really seemed like. Um, 
Colleen had became, well, not that it seemed it was, it be, had become a very diverse place, you know, because for those of you who don't know about Colleen, Texas, it's, it sits outside of Fort Hood, Texas, what happens, which happens to be the biggest army base in the continental United States. So with that being said, um, military families um, from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life, right? So... We're gonna fast forward, man. No, we're not, not too much, man. So, yeah. um, middle school years. Where, what's the middle school you went to? I went to uh, Nolan, Nolan Middle School, man. Mm-hmm. So, in Nolan Middle School, did you ever? I mean, around that time, did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? Nah, man. I just, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was an awkward kid mm-hmm. and uh, had thick glasses. I was. Infamous. I was, yeah, infamous. man. I was. I was. I was kind of muscular, but I was still slight built. Right. And uh, you know, my family didn't have a lot of money, so like, I had like two like outfits, mm-hmm. and all the rest of my clothes were like clothes that my older sister had. So like, okay, I was just trying to be liked, man. <laughs> right, and, like nigga. any any. Yeah, yeah. You know, any Jones session that was going down, like I was always the last right. one. So if somebody was losing mm-hmm. and two people were joining right. and I was in the crowd, right. they was going to turn to me. <laughs> like <laughs> they was going to turn it on me because they were going to say, he ain't got no clothes. Yeah, yeah, no or shit. Wearing, you know, Trust I, me. <laughs> I got an older sister, so they like, he wearing chick jeans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, matter of fact, I'll never forget. And it was so funny to me, even though it hurt. This dude was like, I bet his parents got like a prescription windshield because he's so <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way they could drive around with him in the car. Yo, that's that. I, I ain't never even heard no shit like that before. <laughs> yeah, man. It got me. I was like, dang, these, these, that was a good rose. I was like, hey, that's new. Hey, that's fucking crazy, yeah, man. man. So, how were your middle school years, though, man? Like, how were the years for you? I mean, were they, um, like for me, myself personally, I mean, as we all know who yeah. listen to this podcast, there were some real defining moments for um, me and my childhood. How were those years for you? Oh, man, it was a lot of um, a lot of hurt, a lot of self-hate. Okay. You know. Um, and where, where, I mean, looking back now, where, where did that stem from? Yeah, dude, it's just not fitting in. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, girls didn't, like, I was athletic. Mm-hmm. And I was good at football and I was good at track, but that was it. Like, you know, girls always saw me as their friends. Right. And the dudes. Trust me, I know all about that. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I had friends, uh-huh. but at the same token, like I said, they were my friends until like a situation came up mm-hmm. where it was everybody was playing the dozens and I was just going to be the dude that was going to get it. Right, right. Like, I was going to be the guy that was going to get roasted. So right, I didn't right. feel like I really had friends. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I was just kind of like, mm-hmm. and so I, I like, you know, I was just fending for myself, man, and just like trying to figure it out. But like, right. why, why people don't like me? Right. Yeah. And so you said, like you said, man, it was filled with a lot of um, self-hate and, yeah. and um, just not fitting in and wanting to fit in. Yeah. Um, tr- transitioning over to high school. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, uh, Joe went to Colleen, I mean Colleen, Colleen Ellison, Ellison High yeah. School um, in Colleen, Texas, um, home of the Eagles. Uh, how, how was that, man? How was that transition? So, like, my freshman year, because I remember, like, I would come home from middle school and I'd be like, Mom, they don't like me. Right. And my mom was like, you know, you're special, you're important, you have great things that's in you. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, but they don't like me. Right. 
And so I know going into high school, I was already preparing my mind. I was like, I'm going to set this shit on blaze. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm going to find a way that I don't have to wear glasses. Mm -hmm. And I was going to defend myself. Mm -hmm. Because I had so much anxiety of being myself. Like, I would go into a room, right? And I would look. And I would think about every way I could beat everybody up in that room. Oh, shit. Like, so, and it would make me feel at peace. And it wasn't because I was trying to be a killer or, it's a or wild like nigga right there. hurtful or nothing <laughs> like that. I mean, it was none of that. But it was like, you know, when you feel like everybody's against, against you, you, right? you right. got to, so like, I would walk into a room and I'd be like, okay, I can stab that person with a pencil. I said, that person right there, I can hit them with a book. I'd be like, if, if I could, I said, there's a desk right there between that person. I can grab that desk quick enough and hit them with that desk. Mm -hmm. And the, the crazy thing about it is, is that, like, I started to become in that way, mm -hmm. and people started, like, gravitating Gravitate towards to you. Right. Like, you know, and it wasn't people, like, girls would stop liking me because I was the friend. Because, I mean, they didn't like me as, a like, a boyfriend, but right. they, I was always the friend. Right. And then girls started to really notice me. Okay. And what, what did that do for you? Um, you know, I didn't act out for them. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I know that. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't act out for them. Um, so, I mean, it didn't really, because again, I still didn't trust them. Right. Okay. I didn't trust them. Okay. So it, it kind of, it worked for me in a sense because I became that bad boy that a lot of young girls, you know, that are trying to find. And grown as women to this day. For yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. So they were trying to find it. That, so that helped, that helped me with them. Me, but really, it turned me into a a, a harder person. Okay. Because, like, you know, when girls would be like, I like it, like, get the fuck out of here. You don't like nobody. Get yeah, he, out of he here. He was a wild nigga, man, you straight know, up. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> it, it was crazy because they would be like, oh, Joe, I just, I want you to know that I care about you. Right, right. You know, because women have that nurturing right, thing. So right. even as these young girls, right. they want to be like, I want to take care of you. Right. You know, I want you to be okay. And so, you know, and then... At that time, gangster. That's when that's when gangs hit. So it wasn't about like right. wearing the cross colors and cross colors right, and right, everything. Right. It was about wearing dickies. It was about wearing white right. t-shirts. Right. It was so I had abundance like right, you know, white right, 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 right. I had abundance of like yeah. I could. I told my parents dickies. They're like, you mean the outfits? <laughs> you can get at the store. They're like twelve dollars for the bottom and twelve hey, for the top. Facts. Yeah, I yeah, said. Yeah. They was like, but that what colors? Right. And, you know, at the time, I was claiming certain gangs. I was like, let me get blue. Let me get gray. Mm -hmm. You know, let me get some khaki. Right. They were like, man, <laughs> we can do that. It's like, and I could have got a black pair at right, the same right, time, right. too, right. but they ran out of black because everybody wanted to be gangsters yeah, at that time. Shit. So, but yeah, man. Except for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Dre was your late blossom, but you know, was a cool dude, right? I appreciate it, I appreciate it. was a cool dude, right? Like, you know, not everybody needed to be villains. No, no, you're right, man. So... With that transition, man, as yeah. far as um, did, did that? I mean, I know the answer to this, but for the for for the listeners, did the um, did the transition that you made from middle school to high school did that help with your self confidence going forward, or was it, how did that affect you moving oh, forward? Man. You know, and that, that's the funny thing about it is is that so when people change who they are, mm -hmm. because even even when I was trying to be, when I was being so hard. I was still like, I still wanted to be a good person. Okay. But 
I was just so far removed of being a good person that I was just trying to be hard. Mm-hmm. You know, and the only way I could let myself down is, is like if I was with my brother and we went to the boys club or mm-hmm, something, mm-hmm. and I could kind of let myself down because that's my, I was with my brother, brother so right. I felt safer. Right. But you know, it didn't it didn't change my insecurities. Mm-hmm. I still was insecure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I go home, I take out my contacts, I still wear glasses. Right. You know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I go home, and like until I got a job working, mm-hmm. it's not like I had like a load of uh, the finest clothes. Right. Or the nicest things, you know right. what I mean? So, you know, I was still the same person. Mm-hmm. I was just meaner, and I was more aggressive, and I was tougher. That was it. So, man, so what was one of the what was one of the biggest lessons you learned during high school? I mean, there's so many lessons you could you could have took. I could have took from that, and I did take from that. Um, I mean, I I, I wish I could have got more out of it. Mm -hmm. Meaning what? Um, I wish there was so many people I probably could have interacted more Mm -hmm. and even maybe had a better influence or a a better direction on. Mm -hmm. There was people that, you know, I threatened and I intimidated. Mm -hmm. And it it wasn't for the lack of disliking them because I just never walked around hating anybody. Right, right. I hated myself. Mm -hmm. And that just poured out into other people. yeah, man, I wish, and I, I tell younger people now, and I tell, when you're in school, you have an opportunity to make straight A's, right? Right. You can be whatever your personality is, but you can still get straight A's. Right. If you want to be a thug, you can be a thug, but you get straight A's. Right. And when I got out of school, I didn't realize I closed so many doors for myself. Mm-hmm. Because, like, all throughout high school, like I had a, I ran track, and my sophomore year I had like a scholarship to go to a really good school because like I was really good in track, mm-hmm. you know. And at one time, second in the state of Texas, and so when my senior year was gone, and I thought about school, and everybody starts applying to college, mm-hmm. I'm behind the boat. Like when I found that the SAT was the same day, right? Like I ended up having to take the SAT at the last minute, right? And because I wasn't stupid, I made a pretty decent grade. But right. My grades were so bad, mm-hmm. I, you know, I couldn't get into a lot of college. Right. You know, so my friends would go apply at this school, and I'm like, I'm gonna apply at that school. Right. Couldn't get in. Right. I knew a dude who who sold dope in high school, and we were kind of rivals, but we ended up becoming cool. And he ended up faking and messing up the system. Well, rest in peace, Josh, man, my homeboy, but. He faked the system, and he got into a school I couldn't get into. I said, man, they let this guy in? I said, man, yeah. this dude was like, I said, this dude was so dope, and he got he went to jail for stabbing somebody. Right, right. He stabbed a dude from my neighborhood, and I was like, he got in? Yeah. Like, what did he at? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't get in, man. I'm tripping. Yeah, man. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, I wish I would have, I wish I'd have done better. I mean, like the last day of the last week of school. I had so many absences. If it wasn't for Shari Jackson, Shari, shout out to Shari Jackson. Sorry if I put your name out there, too. <laughs> shout out, Shari. What yeah, up? Yeah, Shari. My bad. But Shari helped me with my absences. She, she worked in the attendance office, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She helped yeah. me out with my We got the same birthday. She helped me out with my uh, absences. And um, the last day of school, I had to shoot dice the whole time because they said I had a, a, a over $50 for a book. 
And I was like, niggas, I gave you that book at the beginning of school. <laughs> I like, didn't even use that book. I had to write back. Right back. <laughs> they, they said I owe fifty dollars. They had the whole school year, oh, and I had to yeah. shoot dice the whole day. Hey. But yeah, I mean, back to your question, man. I wish I would have got out of school what school gave to me. You know, and yeah. Not not so much the friendships, because like you know, people like you, I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna know for the rest of my life. Facts. I wish I would have had the education. That way, I could have walked into any mm-hmm. area, and it wouldn't have been closed off to me. Mm-hmm. So. so, here's a question I've always wanted. To, I don't know why I never asked anyone this question, man. I, but um, in high school, oh man, I thought you were gonna <laughs> ask another question. No, 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 no. <laughs> those are gonna come. In high school, man, um, you hung you hung around some very popular. Basically, you hung around the popular kids, right? Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the whole duration of high school. The question to you is, how the fuck was that? <laughs> because I'm not going to lie, man. Like, there was a few of you guys that I fuck with. I mean, obviously, yeah. we're still cool to this day. But yeah. I hated the motherfuckers, man. Like, <laughs> with a passion, bro. Well, like, here, here's the thing. I fell into that. Okay. I fell into that. So all the dudes that I was cool with mm-hmm. were basically from my neighborhood. Okay. And you know... Like at at, the, at what was crazy though is so my ninth and in some of my tenth grade year, mm-hmm. you know, banging a little rock came out. So we were all into like this gang bang. Right, stuff. right, right. And all of us was in different gangs. <laughs> okay. But we lived in the same neighborhood. Oh, okay. And so you you know two streets over. You know this this person claiming red, this person claiming blue, this person claiming GD folk. Y'all niggas was wild niggas, man. So, in but, Willow, <laughs> straight but up. But we <laughs> yeah. we realized like we all played football. Uh huh. We all live in the same neighborhood. Okay. And it was like without us even having the discussion, it just like it a just light happened. Switch went on, and mm-hmm. we was just like we're off in Willow Springs, right? And what? And it wasn't that we were even trying to be popular, right? Like what was funny is is that. We were just a bunch of dudes that were from the same neighborhood mm-hmm. because we all had size on us and we all played football. Yeah, yeah. People thought about like as this, as this gang and as this popular dudes. Right. Like, the main one of us, Rama. The reason the whole neighborhood changed was Rama got in a fight at Waterburger, mm-hmm. and he slammed this dude at Waterburger. Mm-hmm. And when he slammed this dude, they was like, "Man, that's Rama. He's from Willow Springs." Right. And everybody was like, "Willow, Willow, 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 right, Willow, right, Willow, right. Willow, 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 Willow." And so they put an image behind us that we weren't even trying to, we were just homeboys that were, right. that hung out, drank, you right, know, smoked right. together and right. chilled. We weren't looking for fights. Right. We were trying to look for girls. But yeah. when that stigmatism happened, yeah. you know. And shout out to my nigga Rama, man. Shout yeah, out to Rama. Rama D, man. Um, he, and he, he was one of them cool ones too, man. Yeah, um, he's, he's a real um, So with all that being said, man, so when I, the way I used to look at this shit, man, like, um, you know, me, man, I was, Fucking poor, have not, all that good shit up until my junior year. And then by the time my junior our junior year came around, it was like it, it was not to I say to apologize to you, Dre. Not even <laughs> stop you, man. Look, I was I was stealing so much money and so much clothes. If you would have just <laughs> nigga ain't gave me nothing. Me, if you would just if I'd have knew you was better off I'd have got you. Nigga, you know, like, out there struggling, man. Yeah, my junior year, I was so fresh. I was, you was, I, I know. All y'all I, niggas was, I man. But and then I was stealing. Oh like, man, yo, I had everything. Y'all like, some fly niggas, man. Yeah. I, ain't, I ain't gonna even fucking lie, man. So, so on my come up, man. Like my our first two years in school, man. It's like 
I often tell people all the time, man, I, I consider myself a fly-ass nigga when it comes to dressing, right? Um, way more so back then than I do now. Nigga, I'm yeah. just in some joggers and some shorts, yeah. and it's, yeah. I go, I'm too old for this shit, man. So, nigga, I'm in some ratty joggers. You know what I mean? That, 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 right that's now. a young man's game to me. But back, back in my heyday, right, um, especially when I lived in Vegas, man, because um, what people would say, like, you know, I dress so well, you dress well, whatever the fucking case may be, man. And they would automatically assume that I was from the East Coast. You know what I mean? Because, like, my style and everything was from the East Coast and shit, right? But I was like, nah, man, I, I, I learned how to... I, 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 I still tell people this, to this day. They're like, you know, I said, nah, man, I learned how to dress at the Fashion Institute of America. They're like, yo, where's that? I'm like, yeah, Ellison High School. <laughs> because I used to watch y'all niggas, like, get fly as fuck, man. And it was like... And I've always told myself, especially those first two years in high school, it's like, yo, when I... When I when I when I get this money, I'm gonna when I get this when I get a little bit of money, I'm gonna shut this shit down. You know what I mean? So, um, what y'all did for me was like just watching how y'all niggas moved and everything. Dude, it's like, man. like I said, that same struggle you went through, I went through that struggle. Right. Like, I I could I could give you a few stories of how like I remember I was in fifth grade, man, mm -hmm. fourth or fifth grade, and this dude named Kev. You know, since I've been messing people's names out here, uh -huh. I but this dude named Kev and this dude named D Hawk, they used they was like the best dancers and everything. Mm -hmm. And I remember Payless had these pair of shoes that look like British Knights. Yeah, nigga, that's they what had you. like the elephant, like yeah, British Knights. Yeah, uh -huh. and it had uh -huh. the black part with the gold. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't say BK. Pro wings. So, yeah, man. So my mom. <laughs> My mom Deuce <laughs> took me to Payless and she was like, get get whatever shoe you want. <laughs> like she about to shut that place down. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. whatever yeah. shoe you <laughs> want. <laughs> and I saw him, dude, and I saw these XJ900s. Yeah. These XJ900s that look just like BK's, dog. Nigga. <laughs> so, dude, here's the thing. Like, I didn't have a fresh gear, but I knew I was like, okay. Because they already clowned me about wearing my sister's chick jeans. Right, right. But I knew I had a pair of jeans ready to go. Right. And I said, these black, because I would never wear my black jeans too much because I didn't want them to fade. Because if I knew they fade, then. <laughs> it so, was a wrap, nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I had these elephant print black and gray XJ900s with the black and gold where the BK should have uh -huh. been. Had the black pants. I had a white. You know, Haynes T-shirt, and it was the Christmas uh -huh. one. Not the yellow. <laughs> the not dingy joint. The not, not the dingy no joint. Way, it okay. The, it, was good, it was the good one preserved for special occasions. Because I was like, this is, you know, this is the outfit. And it was, yeah, I was no so doubt. That, you know what I mean? I had it on the bed. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. like yeah, the white, yeah, yeah. had the jeans. <laughs> had and the it had the shoes, shoes on like right there. Yeah, yeah, no I'm doubt. I'm going to kill them tomorrow. <laughs> so, dog, I go to school the Yo. next day, right? <laughs> And like people like, oh my God, your shoes are fly, your shoes are fresh, and I'm like, man, I'm killing them. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm killing them. That boy D Hawk lifted up my pants. Oh, nigga. And he said, "Them ain't BKs, them XJ 900s." Ah. And then my boy Kev followed him, dog. Bro, them, them niggas clown me out of school. They clown me out of school. They clown me out of school. Like. Mad. They clowned me at recess. I went to I went <laughs> nigga to said, the nurse's office. <laughs> like, I gotta check out, dog. I went to the nurse's <laughs> office and cried. And what was so crazy about it was my dad has bought me three pair of name brand shoes ever in my life. Uh-huh. On that day was one of them. Mm. I had went home, man, and I was just 
annihilated. Yeah, and man. my dad was like, he I, he felt so much like of my pain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just like, he was like, what's going on? I was like, I, I'm good. I just don't even want to talk. Yeah, that, that, nigga, that boy's soul was hurt. <laughs> and went under the covers <laughs> and cried. And he was like, what happened? It was like, they, they, they don't like me. They was talking about my shoes. Hey, that nigga's soul was, like, was what, crushed. What shoes? It was like, they, they said I didn't have the BKs. <laughs> and my dad, that day, he was like, let's go get the BKs. Hey, that's what's and up, he man. Bought me the, he bought me the BKs. And I, Shout out to Mr. Hall. Yeah, in man. the clutch. Came through in yeah, the he clutch. Came, he came with the clutch, man. That was, I didn't think that was going to happen, man. But, you know, that, that helped. But just like you, man, I mean, until... until I got a job, man. I used to see Brandon Wilkinson. I mean, not Brandon Wilkinson. Brandon Winslow. Mm-hmm. I would see, um, which I'm using his name, but yeah, 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 he, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a cool he, dude. He had, he had the hill figures, man. Yeah, he yeah. Was he, so that, that boy was fresh, man. And then you see with the different colors and stuff, yeah, man. man. Them, boy, them boys, hey, man, y'all dudes, man. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say y'all all your whole names, but uh, Rama, uh, but uh, well, Chris, Chris Hamilton, man. Like, and for him. One of the things I learned about Chris Hamilton, sorry That's about using your dude, name. Chris yeah, Ham. yeah, shout out to Chris Ham, Hambone. So, he, you know, he was a bigger dude, right? Yeah. But in my opinion, man, he was just he was just so smooth with it, man. So charismatic with it. He was a good dresser, man. And I and and he, and I was a have not, but he was always cool to me. Like yeah. we had a, we had a few classes together That's and Chris shit. Ham, man. Yeah, man, he was just a dope dude, man. So. I used to watch all y'all dudes, man, and like the way you guys were dressed and everything. Like I said, man, I would tell myself like one one day, one day, and when when that right, one man. day comes, I'm gonna do my thing, man. So by the time my junior year came around, man, it was like not to say like I said, well, people was recruiting me to be you know part of the uh, yeah. popular kids, but you know they would want to you know hang out more. I started getting more attention and shit. Started getting more attention from the females, man, and all of a sudden I had become semi popular. Yeah, man. Until the transition to the senior year, and then I became very popular. Dude, man, you know what I mean? Like I said, what what changed me on the clothes and stuff, man, the dressing was pressure. Yeah, like I was, yeah, that, I yeah. was fifteen. And my me too. father, you know, he was buying me like two outfits, mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the year, and then two outfits, and then mm-hmm. I had to recycle. Right, right. You know, so. But my father was like, I don't know what you're going to do about school clothes. Mm-hmm. Y'all 15. Like, the job thing is 16. Right, right, right. Yeah, yep. So, but he was like, I don't know what you're doing about school yep. clothes this year, but I ain't doing that. Right. And I said, man, I ain't going to cry about this. So, right. dude, I, I was asking people, and then I, I got a job working at Pizza Hut under the table till mm-hmm. I turned 16. And then I got Diddy on and I got Bossy on. Yeah. But, um, and then I learned to steal. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, I'm just going to steal. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody at the time was wearing heel figures. So I was like, I'm going to wear a Nautica. Yeah. And I would go to Dillard's. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I knew, like, if I was quick enough, right. and I saw the person talking to somebody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could just slide. Because <laughs> most of those people would go at the top row, and they would steal. And at this right, time, yeah, they didn't yeah. have those senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew if you went through the middle, mm-hmm. and you just kind of slid in in your bag, you could just walk through. Mm-hmm. I would I would get a shirt too. I wouldn't be greedy. I was just yeah, yeah. smart about it. Yeah. I would get a shirt or two, and I wouldn't go back like two days from then. I yeah. would go two weeks from then. Yeah, and I know yeah, yeah, when yeah. to go. Yeah, you know, and had it all. You know, all, it was all yeah. mapped out for you, man. Yeah, man. So um, that's cool, man. Because it's funny, man. Because I don't know. If that's not cool. 
Hold up. <laughs> yeah. Look, don't, don't steal, don't kids. Steal. Kids, don't steal. Don't like, steal. don't steal. Don't for steal. real. I was just trying to get <laughs> but by. Like, right? Put that disclaimer out there. Don't yeah, go don't, steal don't it, right? Steal. But it's funny, man, because um, the person who actually taught me how to dress and taught me about name brands and how to put shit together was an Asian kid, man, Thomas Salisbury, man. Salisbury State. Yeah, man. I, he, got, I he, got a story about this. Yeah, that, that's my guy, man. So it's funny because, um, he, he, matter of fact, he was the first person I ever skipped school with, right? He saved my life, he, man. That's my guy, man. He, uh, he, he was like, and it's funny, man, because I don't ever, I've never succumbed to fucking, succumbed to fucking uh, peer, peer pressure. So um, me and him, we all, we passed the fucking, this was, I think, in 10th grade. No, it's 11th grade. We had already passed the fucking toss test. And, you know, motherfuckers was going out to motherfucking Wet and Wild and shit. <laughs> Thomas was like, yo, and, you know, we were supposed to go to Wet and Wild. He was like, yo, Dre, just come to Austin with me, man. Let's go to Highland Mall. I was like, nigga, no, nah, like, we ain't going out there. He, was like, he told me, Dre, stop being a pussy. All right, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> All right, fuck it, then. I'm going. Let's go, man. So we went out to the fucking Highland Mall, man. He's the one that put me on every name brand there was, man. And, like, and, I, of course, I couldn't afford that shit. <clears throat> But what Thomas would do, man, he would let me wear some of his shit, you know, and yeah. and that that slowly started building my fucking confidence, up, man. But he he's the one yeah. solely responsible for putting me in the fashion, man. Put me put my put my fucking look together, man. And um, he helped out a great deal with that. And it's funny, man, because like people like when I tell people that, and especially that they know Thomas, they be like, "What? Salisbury <laughs> <laughs> State? That's my guy, man. He, he saved my life, man. My brother, man. Yeah. Tell me about that, man. man. Tell, tell me tell me this story." <laughs> so let me Since tell you, you it up. <laughs> so I can't swim. Okay. I'm the epitome of black. Me like, too. I, I can't swim. I can't swim. I either. like chicken. <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> Not watermelon flavor, but real watermelon OG. Like I like that. You yes, know sir. I mean? Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm, I, you know, you may see me in Jordan. I'm black. Yes, yes, sir. And so uh me, Thomas, and Diddy, Tavares, shout out to Tavares Thomas. Yes, Diddy. yes sir. Tavares, what up, man? So I've been knowing Diddy most of my life. He was mm -hmm. one of the first people I met when we came to Texas. Okay. Like, I met him in housing, and mm -hmm. then we, when we got to housing, we ended up moving in the same area. That's what's Springs, up, yeah. Which, you know, yeah, most, yeah. most middle-class blacks lived at the well, lower class. But, right. Um, we were at a pool, chilling. And Diddy was like, Joe, you always talk about you can swim. You can't swim. I was like, man, I can swim, dog. I got this. And he was like, you talk about you can swim. You can. I was like, Man, I can swim. He's like, what well, is swim? And he pushed me. Oh, Dog, let me tell you something. Like, that boy, life flash before his eyes. Like, it's crazy because I can hear the bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> and then it got like, it got like dark. Radio silent and no. shit. Like, I, I, I remember it like it to this day. It got dark. Oh, and then like a light came and oh, I saw a hand man. and I was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> and now, fool, it was Thomas Salisbury. <laughs> Thomas Salisbury had pulled me out the hey, pool. Man. And, and here's the thing, though. Like, first of all, both of them jerks. So Diddy, even to this day, thinks it's funny. Yeah, they pushed me in the pool and almost drowned me. Right. Thomas Salisbury, he not even a good hero. <laughs> he not even like, a good he, hero. He's a trash hero, man. Like, that dude's a, a waste of a hero. Because like, Thomas Salisbury will say something to me, he'd be like, well, you remember I saved you. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dog. Like, that's who that, look, 
That's the one I'm glad it's not a cop. <laughs> For real, right, right. <laughs> it don't even be no fireman. No oh, cop, man. That's nothing. hilarious, yeah, man. They so try, try to kill me. And they, they do this saying he wasn't even like a good hero. Uh, shout out to Thomas and Diddy, man. Yeah, trash ass uh, night showing <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he saved you, man. He was that hand. He was that man. hand coming for you, man. Jesus saved me. This cat. Thomas, he ain't giving you no credit, dog. <laughs> That's hilarious, hey, though. Hey, man, man, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> that is hilarious. Just be humble, shit. <laughs> shit, man. So tell me, man, what's the strangest compliment you ever got? Oh, I'm glad you said that. I got that shit here in Round Rock. Okay. So, I mean... It, it, like, Austin area doesn't have a lot of black people. Facts. You know what I mean? Like, Facts. most of those people, they've moved out of Austin to the east side, and then they've either, or they move out of the east side of Austin, and they moved into Pflugerville, mm-hmm. or Round Rock, or then even further, mm-hmm. they moved out into um, Dallas or Houston or, you know, wherever else. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the domain. This, this chick, and she darker than me. Okay. And I'm dark, I'm darker than Dre. Yes. For y'all out there, I'm darker than Dre. So mm-hmm. you know Dre's shade. I'm a shade uh, past Dre. Mm-hmm. A little more baked. <laughs> and so <laughs> she come up to me, right? And she darker than me. Uh-huh. And she says, you know, you're really handsome for a dark-skinned guy. Like, what the fuck? I wanted to say, bitch, what are you talking <laughs> right. about? What kind of backhanded fucking compliment is that? Like, yeah, she was like, you're really handsome for a dark-skinned guy. Like, ain't your damn dark skin? Look at the hell you look dark as hell. Right. Like, nigga, you straight from Nigeria. Well, what maybe, are you talking about? Maybe that nigga no, was I ugly, though. Off, <laughs> maybe he was ugly, though. I don't know, man. I just walked <laughs> off, though. But I was like, no, you dark as me. That's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, that was the uh, craziest compliment I've ever heard. And that was like yeah. two, three years ago? Oh, yeah. You're handsome for a dark skin guy, and you darker than me. Yeah, um... For me, man, it's, it was always, it's always, it, which is crazy to me, um, like when I go back home to the Bay. So I was born in the Bay Area, Oakland, California, for those who don't know. Yeah. So um, I was born out in the Bay, man. So my family's all out in the Bay, man. So when I go back to the Bay and I speak to, you know, some of my cousins and my aunties, my aunties always tell me, like, you speak so well. You speak so well. <laughs> like, what? Like, or, or, or you speak so well. You're like, um, you, you're, you're so educated. And it, but they, they don't say it like, as in a compliment, but basically what they telling me is I sound white, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I'd be like, I, I used to like, I used to be uncomfortable with it, but I had to realize like, you know, where they're at and where they're from and, you know, how they all, you know, talk. Well, that's the clean thing. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's just like, nah, man, I'm, yeah, I, I, I speak proper, but like when I'm amongst all my people here, it's like, nah, we all talk the same. No, it's like, you sound black as hell. Yeah. I mean, That's what I said. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's, it's a clean thing. Like, yeah, man. I mean? We don't have that. Yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. But most definitely. Because we grew up around everybody, yeah. man. So it's yeah. just like, um, educate yourself. You know what I mean? Educate yourself, man. So, yeah, no <laughs> doubt, man. So, man. High school, man. So what's the worst thing? No, 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 we're not gonna talk. I already know. So we're not gonna talk about that, the worst thing happened to you in high school. But um, the transition from high school to manhood, adulthood, man. Um, if you could, if you're 25, so take yourself back to the age of 25, man. Um, did you feel like you had life all figured out? Um, 25, I thought like I, I kind of had it. Because like 21 was a transition for me. 
Okay. Like I never thought I would make the twenty one. Mm, me too. Again, Nineteen like, was I me. don't want you to sound like I was some super thug. Right. Right. Like, no. No. I get you it. You know though. what I mean? But like, I used to always have this dream <clears throat> that at twenty one I would die robbing a bank. Mm-hmm. And so, the way I just built myself up, it was is just like, how? When is this going to happen? Right. And so when I made twenty five mm-hmm. and I wasn't dead, mm-hmm. um. And I had a, a pretty good job, and I was doing successful for myself. Mm-hmm. I just figured, like, you know, my next steps <coughs> in my life was going to be, like, I was going to find a girl that was going to be, like, a 7.5, maybe an 8. <laughs> you know, first of all, no women are tens unless they're your mom or your daughter <laughs> or grandma or something like that, or, or a woman that done held you down for, right, like... Right. So if you tell me your woman's a 10, I'd be like, first, you don't know the rating system. Right, right. But, like, I felt like I was going to find a woman... That was going to be like a seven, five, eight. Mm-hmm. I was going to, you know, have two kids, you know, by the time I was 32. And mm-hmm. yeah, I felt like I was on the right path. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. So tell me this, man. Are you a single man? Yes, I am. All right, man. So put um, me out there, dog. Yeah, man, we gotta, they, they, they want to know. The people want to know. So being that you're single, man, yeah. um, <clears throat> tell me this, man. What is the most annoying? <laughs> what is the most annoying thing that you uh, that you find um, when it comes to females nowadays? What's the most annoying thing about that? Them. I mean, it, it just depends on the female. So first of all, like, why are you single? Mm-hmm. Something's got to be wrong with you. Like, you're 41. You don't have no kids. Right. Uh, you know, you got a job, your own mm-hmm. place. Like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know? That's what they say to you. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then some sisters be like, I didn't think you date black girl. Right, right. right. <laughs> so, I mean, those are, those are two of the things. But, yeah, they, they try to figure out, like, what led me to be here, to be single and not have kids. Like, mm-hmm. like I got some secret past. I'm just like a scumbag. And, right. Nah, that's <coughs> who I am up front. So they pretty, they pretty much um, they're judging you before they yeah, yeah. they they meet you. So, sure. um, what if you could if you could give females any any type of advice uh, when it comes to dating? What would that be? Um, be yourself up front. Um, don't. Don't, um, I, so a lot of times women hold back because they don't know what they're going to get out of that man. Mm-hmm. And so usually it takes, you know, weeks upon ends to like, okay, I feel comfortable enough to be myself around this person. Mm-hmm. But by that time, that man may not even want to get to know you anymore. That's fine. So like, be who you are up front at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like when a woman meets me, I'm going to give you 100% me at the door, mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. That way you can decide <coughs> as we're figuring out this thing, like, I like this person. Because right. the worst thing can ever happen to a person is just that you end up waking up and you're realizing you're sleeping in a bed with somebody you, you don't, don't even, even know. know. Right. Like, it's different from when you met them. And mm-hmm. then also um, is don't look at a man for his potential. Look at who he is in that moment. Right. Explain that, that, man. Yeah. So, you know, women, women are nurturers and they're (coughs) cultivators and that's what makes them amazing. But Mm -hmm. also the same token is they'll look at a man and they'll say, 
I can help that guy mm-hmm. get to where he needs to be. Right. Like they'll 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 look at a man and they'll be like, uh, but right. But I'll give him a chance. Right. But there's always like a but. So he's like, well, he's handsome, but you know he can't really dress. But I can fix that. Right. Right. Or you right. know he's. He's handsome, but he got a raggedy car. But I think he may get a better car. Right, right. Or, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Right. It's like... They, they want to fix you, man. But they, they want to date, they're going to date yeah. you and for it, what you potentially and can become. Is, and, and there's nothing wrong, ladies, with with that. That doesn't make you shallow. But the, the problem is is that their their parents have put, like, this princess mentality. Mm-hmm. The ones that have fathers have put this... Like, nobody's going to love you more than your dad. Right, right. And, and the man, he needs to be able to provide. He needs to be able to do all of these things. Mm-hmm. And they give all these lists of what these, but they don't ever say is, mm-hmm. you need to find your man that loves you. Right, right. Her dad is writing down, or her parents, and TV, and right. everything else right. that feeds into these young girls' heads. Right. Is everything about what a man should bring to the table, but it don't say nothing about love. Right. Like, hey, man, <laughs> you should find a person girl that accepts you they don't say that to them accepts you for all your flaws mm-hmm. and who you are mm-hmm. and love you right because most of these girls you know what i mean they're trying to figure themselves out mm-hmm. you know just like guys are mm-hmm. you know and so while they're figuring it out they're looking for these guys to come on this table he gotta have a house he gotta have a car he gotta have a job he gotta have some money mm-hmm. because they gotta feel safe because they're dealing <laughs> with the insecurities of themselves Facts. and so if a man can provide all that security and they can feel like they could be themselves. Right. So, so ladies, yeah, yeah <clears throat> not to cut you off. No, you good. But ladies, this is Dre. I ain't got shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna have shit for you. So he got, um, he got, hey, he got. Hey. Tons of <laughs> he, like, so hey, this, Dre, this is it. This is all I got to Dre, offer is my Dre brilliant got, personality. Dre got so. what you got. Like I've had lots of money before and lost it all. Right. <laughs> shit. Uh, you can have same. Nine, That's fact. Nice cars. Lost it all. Me too. All of those things. What made me stand to who I am is the character that I have. There you go, man. And that's, you need to find your man that has the character and the morals. Like, if you have kids, mm-hmm. you should look, if your kids ever want an example of what a man should be, you should be able to tell them, look in the other room. Right. There you go. So you, you want somebody that's going to harbor your kids' ideas and their thoughts, that's going to harbor your ideas and thoughts, and that's going to let you grow as a woman. Mm-hmm. That's going to, that's not going to look for you to be their slave. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be looking for you, but to be their companion. Somebody that's going to cultivate y'all's relationship, but then also cultivate your dreams. Mm-hmm. Because when you get into a relationship, people feel like they got to die. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And in fact, they're individuals. Right. That's why usually when somebody dies in a relationship, it's not two people dying at the same time. Right. right. It's not like there's a car accident and both. Right. You know, it's usually a wife dies right. or a husband dies. Right. And then they're... And then they're trying to figure out who they are because they all of their life was based upon being with somebody else. Right, right. Yep. They don't know what hobbies, they don't know what colors, but yeah, find your man that loves you for who you are and um, also love yourself. So. Right. Yeah, man. Um, well, so, we were deep. We were Grand Canyon <laughs> with that. Huh? The greatest advice that a woman has ever given you in any woman. It could be your mom. Yeah, it had to be my mom. My mom... She was, she was just a woman of virtue, and um, I'm not even saying that about because she's my mom, but she was just a woman. She didn't talk mm-hmm. to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't, like, people talk to talk. Right, a, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> right. what, she, what she would always, what she would say was always important. Right. You know, she always told the truth, and, like, um, 
two things. One thing that I always care to myself. First of all, I don't never tell people bye mm-hmm. unless you're out of my life. Okay. My That's mom deep. always told me, don't say bye unless you're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So I never tell people bye unless I know they're going to be out of my life. Mm-hmm. So if I ever tell you bye. You know what means, I mean. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not. But also, um, just she, uh, encouraging. She was just like, you know, I, as I was trying to figure myself out, she would have these conversations with me that she wouldn't have with my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And I know she knew that I was dealing with more. I don't think she just looked at us as like I was her favorite, mm-hmm. but she just knew I was dealing with so much, mm-hmm. especially because <coughs> my, my brother's eight years older than me and my sister's six. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she was just always like, you're special. You're important. Mm-hmm. You know, you, there's great things that you're supposed to do in this life. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to be happy. And even on her deathbed, she was telling me, was just like, I don't want you to be alone because you deserve to be loved. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be open enough to find somebody to love you because you deserve that. Mm-hmm. So I'll take that away. So uh, for, um, I'm going to put your age out there real quick. So oh, here you go. after uh, 41 years of life, man, what is what has been the hardest lesson you've learned in this lifetime of yours? Trusting myself and trusting the process. That's dope, man. That's a dope answer, man. Yeah. I ain't got shit to say now. <laughs> yeah, trusting myself and trusting the process. Yeah, man, that, that's 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 key sound advice, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it, not even to change that, but look, so here's the thing. I wanted to do a podcast eight, ten years ago, right? And I had everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm spiritual-based, so I wanted to do a Christian podcast. But mm-hmm. I was like, I'm more than that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to cuss. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I drink. Right. <laughs> I got a temper sometimes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I like women, so they're not going to, people are going to kill that down. So I stopped that. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to do, like, about fights and all mm-hmm. other, all this other stuff. But if I would have did all of those things now, I wouldn't have been prepared for the podcast that we have now. Facts. And I wouldn't be able to speak on so many areas and things. Right. So I had to trust the process. Mm-hmm. Even though it made me mad, even mm-hmm. though like <clears throat> people that I was trying to get to, to, to handle stuff with me. Right. But all of that worked for now. So yeah. Right. Believe in yourself, trust the process. All right, man. So we're gonna shift gears real quick, man. Um, gears <clears throat> switch some gears, man. Black lives matter. Huh. All right. So um <laughs> <laughs> Um, given today in the current climate and everything that's yeah. going on um, in the world today, um, tell me your thoughts, man. Tell me your thoughts on um, um, all these uh, injustices that's going on. Um, from, of course, I mean, we could start as far back as Trayvon Martin to George Floyd to now Vanessa Guillen, um, Gregory Morales. Um, just what, like, <clears throat> if you could, if you could change one thing um, when it has to do with the justice system or, yeah, the, the criminal justice system, what would be the first thing that you uh, would work on as far as that is concerned? You asked a few questions. And I'm gonna I did, my bad. I, no, no, you're good. <laughs> I'm going to answer all of those. And some of this is not going to be favorable. First of all, I don't believe in the Black Lives Matter organization. I thank do you. believe in the mantra. Thank, thank you. Same. So, Can you say that again, though? Yeah, I don't believe in the Black Lives Matter organization. I believe in the mantra. There you go, and, me too. And this is why I say this, is where does that money go to? Right. How does that affect our communities? Facts. What is that going to do to change? Mm-hmm. 
Because the biggest thing that black, Hispanic, brown, whoever, is lack of is education. Mm -hmm. So if you're telling me we're going to put that into those areas to school, mm -hmm. you're going to tell me that we're going to put that into the areas that funding and money for research, mm -hmm. then I'm with you. But hands down, black, black, black lives do matter. And it's a, it should be a question mark instead of a period. Mm -hmm. And that's where it goes. And that's the issue. Right. It, you know, people use it as black lives matter, and then they say all lives matter. Right. We get that. But you got to put a question mark on that and not so, a period. So do black lives matter? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, I, I definitely believe in the mantra of it. Right. You know what I mean? I was a militant. Right. You know? At mm -hmm. one time, mm -hmm. like if you you wasn't if you wasn't black and you wasn't Hispanic, I I wasn't fucking with you like right, that. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. It's, I, it was based upon experiences I right. had. Right. Being born in D.C. and some experiences I've had with with white people. I was a militant. Right. You know, I'm I'm from my mom's cousin is Bobby Seals who started the Black Panthers. Mm -hmm. So I knew about being black and mm -hmm. I knew the story about being black. Right. And my family's from Texas, so I know about what racism looks like. Right. And I know. We're oppressors. I, can, I have a picture in my phone of my great-great-great-grandfather who was our slave master. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I know about the hardships about being black. Mm -hmm. You know, but I had to, I had to get over that. Um, more than anything, I, the biggest thing I wouldn't change, I, I wouldn't change our justice system. Mm -hmm. I think our justice system, other than the 13th Amendment, isn't bad. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is our education of how the justice system is applied. Mm. The problem is, is the education that we're getting. So for instance, because I lived in a, a home of, of, my mom was a scholar. Mm -hmm. She had us reading. Mm -hmm. I knew about being black. Mm -hmm. I knew about my life. I mm -hmm. knew about the hardships. I knew about Tuskegee. I knew about the Tulsa bombings. Mm -hmm. I knew about Garveyism. I knew about all of these things, right? But think about the education our kids are going in. Mm. Like, we, going into school, and you think about the education that they get, what do they learn about? They learn about Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. Briefly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They learned that Martin Luther King was a good guy, and they learned Malcolm X was a bad guy, bad guy supposedly. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was, even at his end of his life, he wasn't still talking about any means necessary. So people still try to use that as right, his right. mantra, but that wasn't him at the end of his life. Right. They don't look at the totality of his life, but that's what they knew. Right. And that's what they knew about black people. Mm -hmm. And because Martin Luther King was such um, uh, I witness he was such a peaceful man mm -hmm. that they, they looked that as black people are supposed to be right and every black person has got to be that person and so when something goes down or something happens like why don't you be like Martin Luther King he was about <laughs> rights for all people and he marched and he walked but that was one man and they forgetting that they eventually but murdered that's that not man. their fault <laughs> right and think about the black kids that don't have the education that right. I had. Right. So, again, those kids. Right. Think, th think about the, the nationalities and the, the races that live here. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I've studied about uh, Hispanic history because mm -hmm. I had such a close link to, Me too. you know, Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and stuff like that. Me they too. don't know their history. They don't. I mean, every... They really don't. Every... Textbook in the in the state of Texas mm -hmm. should have the history of uh, Mexico wouldn't allow white people into Texas right. 
if you had slaves. Mm-hmm. They had to abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. They were way behind their thinking way before us. Right. You know, um, Asians, think about w- the encampment of J- Japanese mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. during World War II. Yep. You know, people that have been in America, mm-hmm. but because of their last name and lineage, and some of these people had second and third generation families right. that were from Japan, but mm-hmm. they were in America, were put in concentration camps. Right. Mm-hmm. And detained. And people need to know that. Yeah, they do. They need to know the history. And not because of shaming white people. And that's another thing we got to get over. Like, you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't try to shame a person for ignorance. Right. Because in the same case, you should shame yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't know this either. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's but facts. We, we need to educate each other. Mm-hmm. Know our history. Know who we are. Know you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Because I know my history. I know what I can fall back on. Right. You know. Right. I know what some of the struggles that I have even as a man today because of the things my father went through and right. his father went through, right. and they had to work out themselves. So, right. Yeah. I mean, not to go too deep into the topic, but I wouldn't change the justice system more than I would change education. Mm-hmm. Because if you change education, you change the minds of the people. I get you. Then everything else will start fixing. I got you. Because you, you think about it. So our kids are going to be better than us because yes. they can Google shit. Right. They may not have no damn common sense, <laughs> and I'm still worried about that part of it. Right. But they're smarter. So they yeah, don't look at racism definitely. like we do. Right. They don't look at prejudice like we do. You know, A, because the people... That, that started racism, the people that were prejudiced, and the people, mm-hmm. those people are, are dying, dying off. Dying off, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I would change education before I change anything else. And speaking of the kids, man, um, uh, shout out to the millennials. Shout out to Generation Z. Yeah. Because once uh, George Floyd um, was murdered on Memorial Day, they're the ones who took to the streets yeah. in, in full force and was like, enough is enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I often apologize to millennials when I do see them when I'm out there protesting and doing all the things that I'm doing um, because I feel like our generation failed them. You know what I mean? We was, because our parents taught us to, not all of our parents, but most of our parents taught us to just, you know, be quiet, stay out the way, don't cause no friction, don't cause no joy, no, no, no noise because, you know, things can happen to you. Whereas the millennials are like, and millennials in Generation Z, they're like, man, fuck this shit. We don't care. We're going to ride. We're tired of this shit. Yeah. And the vast majority of them are white, are white kids, yeah. younger white people, because they, they're starting to see like that these injustices that are happening to us is fucking bogus, and it's completely out of hand, and it's completely yeah. wrong. And they're finally, um, they're, they're finally coming out and speaking on our behalves and trying to help us Push the uh, push it forward and uh, and get equality for all of us. What what's, what so what's funny is I like I said I, I plan on even writing a book, and I've been talking about it, but the book will be called Last Ones Conquered. I'm putting this out there. Don't y'all steal my shit? They gonna steal that shit right now, bro. But, um, <laughs> the problem <laughs> the down. problem the black community has and the issues that. I mean, any any nationalities have against black people mm-hmm. is we're the last people conquered that's trying to figure this out. Right. But we're doing it in the multimedia. Because, like, for instance, 
people look at hip hop and they say it's gangsters and violence and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Man, if you go to border towns in Mexico mm-hmm. where you have um, the gangs, mm-hmm. where you have the cartels, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. people that sing about those dudes right now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's gangsters. Right. But when you think about how the earliest that black people have been free as a people, truly free, mm-hmm. not, not slavery abolished, but truly as free, we're just figuring it out. Right. But we're doing it in front of TV and cameras because right. if you look at every race, they've had to do it. Right. So when Irish came here, right, they right. came to New York. Mm-hmm. The Jews came here, they came mm-hmm. to New York. Mm-hmm. The Italians came into New York. What mm-hmm. are they doing? They were living in ghettos. Mm-hmm. They had gangs. Mm-hmm. They were fighting. People were getting killed with hatchets. Right. People were making music about the Irish thugs and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And they were just trying to figure it out. Right. And then they figured it out and became part of the system. Right. Black people are right now figuring it out. Right. And the problem that we had as a generation, so you look at black people. So when slavery was abolished, mm-hmm. they put laws for it. Mm-hmm. And in the 1920s, it's Jim Crow, Jim Crow and stuff era. like that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which was funny was is that's when they started naming, like in the South, they started naming like statues. Mm-hmm. They started getting Confederate statues mm-hmm. in schools. Right. And really, the schools didn't start to 1960s. Right. During the Civil Rights Movement. Yep. And it was a backlash against the Civil Rights Movement to name schools like, oh, we're gonna, this is right. the South. So it doesn't matter what you guys are talking right. about. We're going to name this school Robert E. Lee right. yep. and all these other generals right. that, you know. And so, you know, especially when people talk about his heritage, that just happened in 1960. Ain't your damn heritage. Right. So Facts. those statues <laughs> coming down doesn't have anything to do with anything. Facts. But what further hurt us Black people went out of segregation. Mm-hmm. We had all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when they found out that there was so much economy in the black community, Me, yep. they opened segregation up. But it wasn't for, like, because black people needed to be together with white people. Right. It was because of the dollar. Yeah, the money, man. If you look, there's a book. And, and this is nothing against Pepsi. Mm-hmm. But Pepsi was looking for an idea because Coca-Cola was blowing them out. Mm-hmm. 300% more, right? Because mm-hmm. Coca-Cola was like the first, and they right. were doing like, you know, they had cocaine right. in it, and people right, were using right. it for medicine. Yeah. Nobody had heard of Pepsi. It was right. really sweet. So Pepsi said this. What dollar can we get? Mm-hmm. They said, we're going to portray black people in a home and family environment. We're going to get that dollar. Mm-hmm. And there's a book right now called The Pepsi Challenge, and it talks about that. Hmm. So hmm. back to further about where we go. So then what happens is, is this. And this is the, 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 the era that messed us up. So in the 80s, 70s and 80s, after the Vietnam War, they wanted to stop communism. And how did they stop communism was they would fund guerrillas. Mm-hmm. And they would fund wars. Mm-hmm. How would they fund wars? They needed a product. But what product was going to help fund wars? They did drugs. Where were they going to put those drugs? They were going to put those in the African community. Mm-hmm. And you can say whatever you want. You can mm-hmm. get mad at me, mm-hmm. but look at the agenda of J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah. So when they put the drugs in these communities to fund these wars, mm-hmm. it destroyed it. And that was the 80s. Right. And the crazy thing about it is in the 60s and the 70s, J. Edgar Hoover was first tasked to go after the mafia. Mm-hmm. But because the Italian mafia owned the government, mm-hmm. the government said you can't touch the Italian mafia. But what you can do is you could go against black radicals, black nationals. Mm-hmm. And so they went after Malcolm X. They mm-hmm. went after the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They went after Martin Luther King. Right. But what, what hurt our generation 
was the war on drugs. Yeah. Yep. The addiction of the community. Yep. And it was the same token was when the jobs got dispelled and Ford went down and mm-hmm. Chevy went down and all these black people moved to these plants mm-hmm. and they were self-medicating themselves and they were put in these areas. Right. The war on drugs. Right. And so the generation before us, they mm-hmm. were on drugs. Mm-hmm. And so our generation was starting to figure it out. We were starting to realize that, okay, we we, we got to be part of the community. How we right. become community? We get in the military, get jobs. Right. And we were thinking we got it good. Right. We were, yeah. But let me tell you, we it's better than what it was, and it always gets better. Right, of course. It's just not where it's at. Right. Because you got to think, even Obama, like, never in my lifetime I thought we had a black yeah, president, me neither. right? Me neither. Right. Trayvon was Trayvon Martin was fucking killed on his watch. Right. Mm-hmm. He wasn't killed on Trump's watch. He right. was killed on his watch. Mm-hmm. Well, Obama told us was that okay in America, black people, you can now be anything that you want. Mm-hmm. So he didn't make us a liar. So right. He didn't change anything. Right. You know? I, I actually feel the same way you feel, man. He, did, he didn't change anything. There's nothing against him. Right. Not I mean, at all. There's only so much yeah, you can he do, do because right. there's a big party system. Right. Right. Yeah, man, man. Don't, you got me over here deep on this <laughs> shit, man. Uh, well, 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 we we want to switch gears one more time. Man. Yeah, man, well, switch these gears. Man. Okay, man, give me give me this, man. Okay, and, 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 and it got to be quick, man. I don't want you to. Yeah, I yeah. don't want you to put too much thought into this shit. Yeah, man. man. Give me a f- top five hip hop artists of all time. Shit. Okay. Bet. Big. First of all. Biggie Smalls. Big man. Okay. One more is, is this a particular order or or is nah, this, no just going to give me a top? Okay. Um, I'm from Texas. Fat Pat, man. Okay. Fat Pat, he died too early, but you look him up, the boy mm-hmm. was a beast. Mm-hmm. Fat Pat, Screw, I put them to the side. And this your top five? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fat okay. Pat, Screw, yeah, I'm doing uh, uh, Okay. I'm telling you, it's my shit. This is my shit. Don't, uh, don't, don't be me on here trying to tell me my top like, five. Hold up, hold up, Playboy. Yeah. I mean, you, you, big, ain't, big, big ain't top five worthy? Big, big Mike, God, go ahead. No, finish, finish that list. I didn't say Big Mike. I said... No, Biggie Smalls, the, Biggie. the, the notorious Notorious one. B.I.G. Yes, he not top five? One. Yeah. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Shit. But, but was, uh, Notorious Big, Fat, Fat Pat, Pat um, DJ Screw. But, but see, you can't say DJ. He a DJ. So no, yeah, but I, that's why I put Fat Pat and DJ Screw. Oh, you oh, okay, together. Okay, got gotcha. you. It was a Houston movement. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah, no you know doubt. I mean? No doubt. That's, that's our pride. Uh, Wu Tang. Can't put uh, a whole fucking Wu Tang as a. <laughs> shit, this is my list. <laughs> Motherfucker, don't, don't bring me on your shit. Tell me, tell me my list. Motherfucker put 13 people at hey, a slot. Yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, they all. Hey, I they respect all it. Okay, I respect I don't it. Feel like okay, we, okay. I, yeah. Let, let's pause that list. Who's the best? Who's the best out of Wu Tang? Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it's either it's Jizza or, or um, Jizza Ghost or Raekwon. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and you're right. It is out of those three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I fucks with Ghost, man. That's my favorite solo artist out of Wu Tang, only because his projects. Have been it's the me. best out of fucking all, of, in my opinion, out of Wu Tang. Jizza is a better lyricist yeah. than um than Ghost, yeah. but Ghost Project and Raekwon. I mean that fucking uh that purple the purple tape only built for Cuban Links. His first album, yeah. fucking flawless, man, yeah. in my opinion. So okay, so back to the list. You got uh, what? Uh, t- no, you got two more. Oh shoot, man. That's hard because I want to say because I want to leave one more spot and I don't know who that may 
I'm not gonna say Pac. Y'all get that shit out of here. Like I think, hold I up, think, man. Hold, I, hold no, up. hold on, man. Let me tell you, Pac, 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 Pac was dope, right? Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like uh-huh. I, I got Pac on the on the on rotate, but okay. I don't think he was like the best artist. What I feel like he had a lot of songs that that resonated, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. resonated to us. But I don't. He wasn't like a lyrical smash. Master, he just made a lot of good songs that you know what I mean. I got you. That contradicted his, his theory. We'll talk about it later. We'll but talk he, about it all. I mean, but he, he dope though. Don't get me don't get me wrong. But he didn't start it. Uh, no, no, not at all. But. So, I, dang, either Jada or Nas, I'll put right there. Okay, Jada Kiss. Uh huh. Um, and I mean Nas is just you know you got to really just toss him in there. Cause yeah, yeah. Dang. Um, and then my boy. Uh, Andre Three Stacks. Oh yeah, you, you can't you can't deny that shit. Never, a Titan. A, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. He he's a, he's t- fucking a Titan. He's Mar. He's like a Martian man. That nigga like yeah. out of this world with that shit, man. He's a Titan. Anything that he touch, yeah, it just like yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if if you want to say my number one rapper mm-hmm. would be Three Stacks. Three Stacks. Yeah. Well, no one's gonna argue with that, man. Um, but some of them slots on that list, man. I mean. <laughs> We'll talk off air about you that talking shit. about big, <laughs> nah, big and big. Look, are you man. talking about Wu Tang? No, nah, big and Wu Tang is are cool. Are you talking about Jada? Jada of, of all time, <laughs> no, that's my guy, man. Uh, of all time, he he's a he's a Jada man. He a top tier lyricist. Pause, because what I'm about to say may yeah. sound fucking crazy. What I'm about to say, but he he ain't. Like I said, man, he's a he's a hits. Like no, he's a top five lyricist, and it's not about hits. Yeah. Um. I mean, he's a top tier lyricist, so it's not about hits. But you know, but I can make an argument that Styles P, who's in the locks, um, has had a better. Styles P has a better catalog than Jada Kiss does. I mean, and I beg to differ, but at the same token, I can see why you say that. Right. Right. I can see why you say that. Right. I wouldn't hate on you. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Um, let me just get my top five real quick, man. Yeah. So. Styles P is just like Styles P. I would put like with forty water, oh, meaning E like, forty, like like E forty. Even though, but I would say E forty may be even higher. Nah, man, come on, man. Um, he transcended. <laughs> no, he did, man. Yo, forty, forty. My, that's my nigga. No, I'm disgusting you. Even this, this, come on, bro. Um, cut, the, cut the show, man. <laughs> cut the show. This dude brought me on here. This. Hey, you're trying to tell me? Okay, okay. E for even he's still banging. Now. No, 40, 40, 40, Yeah, man, forty's that e 40, dude, man. man but my name, this is yeah, yeah, hey, man. Mr. E- forty oh, water, man. forty oh, water. That you, nigga, man. man. Um, Trash. All right, man. so. That's your five, your top five hip hop, right? Top five baddest women um, to date. Baddest women? Women, yes. Oh man, I'm not into. Give me five. Man. I'm not into celebrities like that. Okay, well, I give mean, me five. Oh, you, yeah, give me some I'm local ones. Shit. Give me, <laughs> no. me the IG handle. I give them that love like that. <laughs> yeah, they know. But I mean, if, if anything, um, Selena. Uh, Selena. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, Corpus Christi, Selena, Beast. the queen of Tejano. Queen, the queen. She, and if you listen to Texas, you don't know who uh, Selena is. Then. You trash. We, we, you yeah, we're gonna have a fucking Selena, problem a legend, for real. And she deserves respect. Man. Yeah, most definitely. You know, Rest in peace, queen. Yeah, man, she's beautiful, but you know what I mean, inside and out. Yeah, no so doubt. Definitely, uh, Malia. Malia. Mm-hmm. Um, we we going old school, man. Remember we was we was talking. Yeah, about we was talking about that. Uh, what is her name, dog? 
Why is it going? Angela Bassett. Oh, yeah. And, well, yeah. Yeah, man. Sure. I want to. If she could cougar attack me. <laughs> like, Angela Bassett could cougar attack me. Her, um, that celebrity, celebrity women, that got to be two more. You know who I was just peeping that you brought to my attention that I was like, mm-hmm. I, and I, she not top five, but I just use her mm-hmm. as the top five to help this thing go. Mm-hmm. Old girl from um, Insecure, but not the main girl. What's her name? Oh, the, the one that plays Molly. My, the African chick, yeah, dog. Yeah. So when you brought her up, you mm-hmm. made me go back and do research. Yeah, yeah. First of all, like she's funny, so I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, dang, uh-huh. she's a comedian." Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, she like walked and turned. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> she got an onion." I was like, "Oh, okay, I wasn't ready for that." <laughs> yes, I said, sir. She, she had to be funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no doubt. It, yeah. Insecure. She's like, yeah, yeah. She, she's a bitch. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She is. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, you know, when I saw some things about her. And I say, Dre brought up her? Let me go do some yeah, research. Yeah, yeah, I no did some research. Yeah. I said, she She's had beautiful, that, man. She had the onion. I said, yeah. oh. <laughs> I said, slip with the onion. I see you. I see you. Um, Most definitely, man. Final one out of five. Like I said, I'm going to put her in there for right now. Right. Um, but final out of five, I would say, ah, man, because it's all over the place now. Um Maybe I'll, I'll pick Beyonce and not even like I see her as Beyonce. Like, no, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I mean I don't. <laughs> I'm just see fucking her, with you. I'm just fucking. I don't with see you. her as that that um as this just this fine chick, but if we just putting in the five. Mm-hmm. Like she's a pretty woman, mm-hmm. but she she from Texas. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah, hold her yeah, down. Yeah. Most it's definitely. Like I'm gonna slide her in there. Right. Most definitely. Cause she well, she from. If you can't uh, tell, we're we're Texas biased yeah, around a, here. A, so a, if you a, can't a, tell, a, and we're not ashamed in, of it. You so. know what I mean? That's why Selena's the, the top. Yeah. No she's doubt. Texas. No doubt. No doubt. She holds us down. She's. Most definitely, know? man. That's 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 beautiful. So, man. Um, about to close this thing out, man. Um, so of course I'm gonna ask you that atypical. Um, question that you know, um, you, you've been throwing some, <laughs> some uh, softballs. I appreciate that, man. Hey, you man. have a word here. Hey, I no, was no, like, you good, I man. You get uh, in the research. No, no, we'll do that Maybe on our shit. No, we'll do that on our okay, shit, man. Right. Like, um, so tell me this, man. Um, Joe now at 41. Um, what's the advice you would give Joe at 18? Yeah, man, well, we talked about this before, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost the same thing. Like, it's okay. You're going to be okay, Joe. Mm-hmm. Just trust the process. Like, you ain't, you're going to make some mistakes. Mm-hmm. You're going to get hurt. Um, you're going to miss out on good opportunities. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're going to be okay. I'm not right. going to tell you that, you know, 18-year-old Joe, I'm not going to tell you it's not going to hurt. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna do everything correct. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose out on a lot of good women. You're gonna lose, you know, by your mistakes and their mistakes. Mm-hmm. And um, but you're gonna be okay, and you're gonna be all right. Just focus on your purpose. That's what's up, man. Um, that is co-host Joe of the podcast, A Cup of Joe with Dre. Shout out to Minority Report. Shout out to y'all. Y'all, <laughs> hey, man. man. 
It's about hey, time, y'all. Hey, we appreciate look, it, man. It took 24 episodes for me uh, to get look to at talk, talk to you on a minority report. You know what I mean? Hey, this is my dude. Hey, look, look at him, man. Like, he's 24. He got all these casts and stuff, oh, man. man. When y'all been able to laugh on this joint? Hey, I've been I so know, deep. man. Hey, civil rights in it. Hey, man, we we, we really have, man. I gotta, oh, yeah. we gotta lighten it up, man. We gonna yeah. lighten it up sometime yeah, soon. No, Maybe man. after episode 25, we gonna you know nah, start lighting nah, it up nah, again. Man. But um, keep doing what you're doing. Man, I, I, appreciate I appreciate you having you, me on. I appreciate all of y'all listening for allowing me in y'all's y'all's home and y'all's space. Um, you know, just y'all keep doing y'all things. Keep being motivated and um, understand this: we definitely still need change. But then also show the respect to the people beforehand that fought already for this change. Because. Facts. Even as bad as the world may seem, and it seems like it's burning, it, it, it's not as bad as we think. Right. There's things that need to be done. Mm-hmm. But we're living a way better lifestyle and a life than our parents. You know, my father, until he was a teenager, didn't eat in a restaurant. Mm. He ate at the back of buildings mm-hmm. to get food. Mm-hmm. Like, not even in a color Right, section. right. You know what I right. mean? So for me to tell him that things haven't changed right i i i'd be a liar right i live in an area when i was 15 was chased on a bus with rocks and called nigger mm-hmm. and not once since i've lived in this area for the past two three years have i been right felt any racial right thing so mm-hmm. it it's hard and we're all going through it but understand this that Change has happened, and change will come, and when this is all done, we'll be better in the end. That's right, man. So, hey, Joe, man, I appreciate you, man. Um, thank you for your time, man. Um, we'll be back at it again on A Cup of Joe with Dre. That's the podcast on all streaming platforms. Um, as far as the minority report is concerned, man, um, 30% off for um, if you use the code loyal listener. Yeah, loyal listener. Uh, 30% off your merchandise. I know I'm probably uh, going to get a shirt. <laughs> uh, 30% off. Um, they're on sale on uh, Instagram at um, AQ Cloth Talk. Um, on Instagram at AQ Cloth Talk. That's my clothing brand. And then on Facebook at The Minority. I mean, no, I'm lying. See? Yes, you can look it up under The Minority Report podcast. But Minority Rap Pod, um, everything is going to be uh, in the uh, outro of the podcast. Um, but yes, um, if you lose, if you use the code loyal listener, you get thirty percent off your purchase um, for the Minority Report merchandise. So, um, which is dropping uh, first week of August. So, get your pre-orders in. Um, shit for as far as female stuff, I mean, it's pretty much already sold out for the most part. Um, so, I appreciate you guys, man. I, I appreciate the love you guys show me. I appreciate the love you show myself and Joe. On a couple of a couple of Joe, a couple of Joe with Dre, um, the podcast, and uh, y'all be safe, man. Have a good weekend. Um, I'm not even sure when this is gonna drop, so I'm not gonna say. I hope to see you guys out there tomorrow for the protest for Vanessa Ginn, but um, keep her name alive. Um, that young lady deserves and needs justice. Her family does as well. Um, it's that shit is just all the way tragic. I mean, it even hurts me to even talk about, but. Um, Keep her name alive, Gregory Morales. Keep all of their names alive. And um, um, another special shout-out to the um, Ambler family. We haven't forgotten about you guys. I mean, Javier Ambler, we went to high school with him, um, myself and Joe. We went to high school with uh, Javier. He was a classmate of ours. 
who was murdered by Williamson County um, over a year ago, um, and his his uh, murdering officers have still not been arrested, um, have not been arrested um, to this day. Um, so justice for Javier Ambler as well. Uh, rest in peace yeah, to all. Just as how fuck Sheriff Cody. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna course. say it on that platform. On our platform. <laughs> I'm gonna say it on here. Fuck hey, Sheriff Cody. Fuck him. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hav, Hav, man. No real talk. Miss you, bro. I love you. I cry. Yeah, man. Thinking about you, man. And uh, stand up, I'm, guy. I'm so proud of your sister Kim. Yeah, shout Amber out to Kim, man. Fighting the fight, man. And your parents just having to deal with everything. Strong, man. And, Strong. You know, Kim, keep it up. Yeah, Kim, you keep know. it up, man. Um. We support you. Um, like again, of course, if you guys don't know um, anything, y'all need, man. You know, you can drop the DM. You can hit myself. You can hit Joe up. Um, anything y'all need. You know what I mean, um, we're for the people. We're for the culture, man. We want to move everything forward. So I appreciate you guys listening. And um, I'm out. Peace. Whew. There we go, you guys. Another episode of the Minority Report is in the books. I want to thank all the listeners out there for continuing to listen to us each and every week. To all of our new listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. The more the merrier. Please spread the word. You can follow us at Minority Rap Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So all social media platforms, Minority Rap Pod on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I want to shout out to my girl Ty White for the beat. Uh, for the intro outro beat so y'all look her up ty white beats ty white underscore beats and that's on your instagram or on apple music as well you can find her she can lace you with a beat or two um also look us up on our youtube channel the minority report it's on youtube uh we're on there please hit that subscribe button uh like us dislike us leave a comment um let us know let us know how we get on today's episode and we'll greatly appreciate that until then um 